Welcome to your upfront moment. We're building a confidence revolution. Hi friend, welcome to this week's Upfront Moment. This week I'm in conversation with Joe Hunter. Joe is the CEO and the founder of 64 Million Artists, a collective of creativity champions on a mission to spark change through creativity. In this conversation, we talked about why creativity is the antithesis of excellence. We shared our own confidence rituals and we talked about moments of micro-vulnerability. This upfront moment is a recording of a LinkedIn Live that I had with Joe back in May. If you are not following me on LinkedIn, come and say hello because I am writing on there every day and I am really enjoying the relationships and new connections that I'm building. I hope you enjoy this upfront moment. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Let's go. Good morning, Joe. How are you today? Good morning, Lauren. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Nice to see the sun shining where we are. Is sun shining with you? Yes, and you've had a long weekend at your end. We have. We're back after the bank holiday. So lots of uh, lots of ice cream and walks in the sunshine. And so we're here today to talk about creativity because creativity and the confidence to be creative, to express your creative self is something that both our organisations have in common. So I'd love us to begin by asking you to tell us who are you, what is 64 Million Artists and yeah, what, what mission are you on? So I'm Joe, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of 64 Million Artists and we believe that everyone is creative and that when we are creative we can make change in our lives and in the world around us. So we're kind of really interested in what happens when we light that little magical spark of creativity and how it can help us have more confidence, connect to people, feel motivated and excited about what we want to achieve in the world and how we can do that work with other people. And we do that in loads of different ways. So we run big public creative challenges like the January Challenge, which about 50,000 people do each year and work with communities and organisations up and down the country to kind of set these little sort of five or 10 minute challenges for people to sort of wake up their day and have sort of participate in the world in a different way. Um, And we also do loads of other stuff. We do work in sort of leadership and um, with sort of co-creating with communities around creativity so yeah for us it's very much about that that little thing that you can do every day sort of creativity as a practice I suppose and 64 million tell us where (laughs) it comes from well when we started the organization 10 uh, years ago that was the population of the UK and I think it really came from the idea that I think I had I'd worked in the sort of formal art sector and it felt very much it's sort of some people are creative and some people aren't and that really felt wrong and kind of elitist and and this idea to me there's this brilliant dictionary definition of creativity which is the ability to transcend traditional rules ideas and patterns and make new ones and to me when you say you know some people are allowed to do that and some people aren't that goes way beyond just saying some people are bad at drawing <laughs> and actually yeah. it's like that 
is an inequitable way of kind of looking at society. So we're really interested in that idea of kind of how giving ourselves permission to be creative kind of creates a more equitable society, gives everyone a chance to kind of participate in, in their own way. And there's so many parallels with confidence because we see the exact same thing happen with confidence where we grow up thinking, well, some people have it and are it and some people are not. Whereas, in fact, both things are practices and things that you can learn, their skill sets, essentially. Like, where do you think that comes from, this kind of binary, we either are creative or we're not? I think, you know, it's often a way, you know, creativity is one of those things, isn't it? Like confidence, it's, it's hard, but, you know, I think one of the things we're always battling with is, you know, how do we how do we talk about this uh, in a way that feels, you know, that is well-researched and has evidence, but also not wanting to kind of crush it from what it is, which is a kind of a feeling and a thing. And I think often as humans, we're kind of geared to be a bit of afraid of the intangible stuff we want to be able to kind of say I'm good at this or I'm bad at it I like this or I don't like it I you know and certainly that's something that we see don't be happening at the moment more and more I think in society so for you know for me certainly as I was growing up and I think for most kids are well I think all kids and depending on the environment they're born into you know we want to explore and play and make up new stuff and it's just so natural to us and then as we grow up this binary stuff comes in and we think oh well I'm especially at school well if I'm not good at that then there's no point in doing it rather than well I find this fun or I'm curious about this I'm interested in it and I might have a go and so I think quite quickly that then turns you know turns creativity into something that's much more about excellence and actually to me creativity is kind of the antithesis of excellence like as soon as we start pursuing excellence often our creativity goes out of the window. And again, probably is that same thing if we're trying to be confident, if we're trying to be a sort of vision of, you know, I suppose confidence and success people often think of as going in hand in hand, whereas actually that pursuit of success, I think can often undermine our confidence. And actually when we can just be confident being us, that's a completely different thing. And there's so much power in that beginner's mindset that you mentioned. It's like doing something even though you're not good at it and taking part in something where the end goal isn't always to become good at it, I think becomes increasingly difficult as as you get older. And I always talk about the, there's an example that Tara Moore, who is a kind of thought leader around women's progress and confidence and courage and she tells a story of like if you imagine a young girl building a den you know who's like she's four five the age my son is now it's like she's so immersed in building this den has like such a vision for how she wants it to be and she's in there and she's finding the things and building the shapes and asking for help and you know encouraging other people to join in And at no point in that scenario does she see this den as an extension of herself. Mm -hmm. And at no point is she thinking, how are the people around about me judging me on the quality of this den? (laughs) It's such a good example of the difference between childhood and adulthood, because if we imagine, you know, when we are building our dens, whether it's a LinkedIn Live or a blog post or an organisation or a team meeting, 
we can get so consumed by fear of what other people will think of that den that we don't make anything. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so heartbreaking that we, I think particularly women, because we are trapped in this never quite right place where we're either too much, too little, too smart, not smart enough, you know, too thin, too fat, whatever it might be. And so you're stuck in this trap of whatever I do, it's going to upset somebody somewhere. So maybe I shouldn't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, it, it makes me so sad. You know, like for me, my my too much is definitely the kind of too big, too loud, too, you know, showy offy or, you know, because I was a confident, happy kid yeah. who, who did makeup stories. And it's really interesting. So I also have a son who's four and a half. He, and he's very similar, I think, to what I was at that age. He, he's always dancing, always making up a show. He's, you know, and it's so lovely to see. And it is interesting that to sort of look at, how, you know, how you... I, I can remember people sort of saying about me, oh, that's great, but also just be quieter, be smaller, don't get in other people's way. And, you know, obviously important to be aware of the space you're taking up, but also for me very much, it, I shrank and shrank to the to the point where I was very good at kind of taking the good element, that what society perceives to be the good elements of that and managing them into being a kind of successful person but actually my confidence then also completely was interlinked with how how good I was being at that version of myself and so as I you know I did very well at getting good jobs and you know having a good profile and doing that thing but inside was sort of constantly anxious because I wasn't that confidence wasn't based on anything to do with kind of me and what my creativity was and what I was putting in it was all about what version of myself am I for these people around me and so that you know that led me to essentially having a bit of a breakdown you know serious panic attacks because I'd just sort of been carrying around and not even really noticing to be honest this kind of day-to-day anxiety and then what helped me was reconnecting with my creativity and that daily tiny practice of thinking actually I'm going to try this and I'm going to fail and it's going to be rubbish and then that'll be okay (laughs) or I'll try this and I'll discover this and I'll try this and I'll meet this new person and I'll go I'll go to things I'm not immediately going to be good at which I never did (laughs) you know I think that that for me it's, it's such an incredible gift to give yourself to say I'm just going to do this just for me and I'm going to have a go at it again and learn to remember what I like about myself and what I want to put out in the world I suppose how's what what was your relationship with your creativity like I mean actually very I'm struck by the similarities you know I because I think um you know I was similar and when I was really we like very loud and always dancing, singing, inviting everybody to my performance. You know, I was like, loved being in the spotlight and telling stories. And I think like leading, you know, I think I can now see there was the like, oh, she's a bit bossy thing. Uh, And then as that progressed into high school, that became uh, like, who does she think she is? Mm. How dare she? think she can be xyz 
And so there was, you know, there was a lot of bullying. And I think for me, I remember my mum and I often talk about this because I remember asking her really vivid memory when I said to her, can I be an artist and a newsreader at the same time? And I remember her saying, yes, of course. Like, you know, it's that thing of you can, you can be, you can be all the things. But I think for a long time, I felt tension between being extremely creative. You know, I went to art school, I studied product design. Drawing and painting was my first kind of step into that creative practice. Then I discovered design and that was like, you can make things and build in models. And I can see now that those core, the fundamentals of that are what make me great at building businesses and starting the things that I've started but I think even even now, I still feel this, I don't know if it's, if it's tension or if it's a pull, that there's still a big, still a part of me that's quite underserved. I think like the artist in me that wants to draw and sketch and paint and create, it's that thing of like, well, something has to give. And right now, <laughs> right now that doesn't, well, I'm, I'm choosing not to prioritise that at this time. But often when I like the conference we ran recently, we hosted our very first in-person conference in Glasgow, which, of course, Sam, who's here, was was at and was fabulously creative in all the ways she always did. <laughs> but I was really struck by somebody, my friend Lorna, who was there, kind of spoke to me afterwards and said, this is, that was a piece of art, like what you mm-hmm. just did. Yeah. And I was kind of really like, touched by that word choice you know it feels like a very and I see that so much in a lot of the women who are joining Bond 7 I was connecting with one of them yesterday who is a photographer and she's in this place of like am I really a photographer can I call myself a photographer Mm -hmm. if I don't get paid and I see so many women who are stuck in this wanting their art and their craft to be validated by something Mm. external which I think is a very normal reaction to our society and how how the narratives around art and being an artist is structured but at the same time it's also so sad you know and I wonder how like how can we help each other with that like how do we help break those norms that we see in society and help people claim their art, claim their artistry mm. in, a, in a way that feels good and right for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting with art because it's such a sort of hot topic and a word that kind of brings out, it has a really specific connotation to lots of people. Mm-hmm. To me, the thing that is interesting, and, and again, it's funny because there's always, even within the arts world, for example, there's such a kind of hierarchy about what is art, what is craft, what is design and I love that idea that a conference is art you know that I feel like we're all works of art in ourselves and I think that that to me there's something about the word art which conjures up for me this this kind of vision of being absolutely yourself in the world without purpose (laughs) without having to please or put in a box or say it's for this but to say it's because I'm beautiful and I'm bold and I'm there. That's who I am in the world. I'm a work of art. I'm not, I don't have to exist to 
be have a function I don't have to exist to be this I just Um, have to exist to be me and I think one of the things that I'm interested in you know when we talk about when we're kind of encouraging people to kind of use creativity to get into a problem or just for fun or to solve something or to work together it's always about bringing that element of equity but also bringing that element of how do you bring more of yourself to this room like rather than just coming up with I've come into this room with my hat of CEO or I've come into this room with my hat of um, the designer I how are you coming into the room saying actually I'm bringing some of Joe I'm bringing some of Sasha like because that is what I'm bringing today is me and I think we're giving a gift to the world when we show up more as ourselves it's honest and it's clear with people but it's also we're all gifts you know and that and I think when you know feedback is also a really great way of people helping with that giving people feedback not just on you did this particular thing well you executed this part of your job well but you know you bring real sunshine (laughs) to my day or you're someone that always has brilliant ideas you're someone that has you know like that it's the qualities of you is something that I think is a little thing that we can all do I was just saying before we got started that that we we run a weekly challenge and each week you can sign up to receive a little weekly challenge and this week uh, it's all about impact because we've just released our impact report for our big January challenge and so the, the challenge is to have an impact make an impact on someone you know do something nice and I think for me it doesn't have to be about serving that person it has also about you know think about the impact that you have think about how when you show up as you and you can be brilliant how you kind of radiate around you as well and I love the idea of being more in yourself like oh I feel like it's it does sound a bit cliche but there's no other way to say it and I, I often say it as well when people ask me well what does you know what do you mean when you're talking about confidence and if I join the bond what am I going to get out of it and it's like the goal is always to be more of you it's like being even more yourself is such a is such a powerful thing but I think I imagine another thing that our worlds have in common is the blockers to this like I feel like we're tapping into like our faces are all shiny and it's like (laughs) it's great you know we we both can really connect with why and how creativity in its broadest sense is such a powerful magical force in the world but there is so much in the way you know there is so much in the way there is so much fear and shame and self-sabotage self-doubt procrastination I guess what Stephen Pressfield would call it all resistance you know that's a big part of what we do up front is helping through tools and knowledge but also very much through community like helping women it's not about getting rid of that resistance I don't think you ever get rid of it completely but it's about learning how to take the action despite those feelings and learning how to put more emphasis on what you and maybe a select few other people think of you and your work rather than ruminating on what everybody I went to school with and my mum's best friend's vet might think. (laughs) How do you and the team at 64 Million Artists help people go through that fear? Yeah, so I'd say that the two main things that I always think in combination with each other is one is is about small action. So just doing something little for five minutes, you know, all for me, like you said, you know, yesterday 
had a rubbish day, you know, hadn't been sleeping. I just woke up feeling so anxious. I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. And yet I just said, I'm going to make lunch. That's the thing that I can do today. That's my kind of creative Mm -hmm. act. And once I'd started that, the rest of my day got a lot better. And before that, I kind of lent into thinking I'm just going to stay in bed until then. And I think the other thing is bringing people together. So small actions Mm -hmm. and small connections, because whether that's in a Facebook group through the January challenge, or we have these, you know, we bring sort of specialist groups together in WhatsApp groups or in person, we do workshops, but also we run, you know, big leadership cohorts where we all take sort of 24 people through a course together. And I think that's, again, a lot of where the magic is taking small actions on your own, seeing them, seeing that sort of validation of feedback come from other people without it being immediately (laughs) critique and change, but actually being, I suppose what I think in those small actions is it's like tiny manageable amounts of vulnerability. All of it is about making vulnerability manageable. Because again, we can all talk about, yeah, you've got to bear your soul and be who you are. And But actually, that's terrifying. It's really scary. And it's also exhausting. You know, a little five minute creative challenge that talks about, I always use this example, but one of my favorites is tell a story of something you've lost. And then the choices for someone is you can talk about losing your keys, or you can talk about losing your partner, or you can talk, you know, and actually, that's your choice, but it gives you a chance to kind of lean into something and lean into where you are, and to share what you want, what you're willing to share. And that again, it goes back to that idea of talking about practice, you know, trying five minutes a day, trying trying to then share that with someone else, having that fed back, having, having that heard and seen and then doing some more to me is about, yeah, is a kind of a practice of developing your creativity and your confidence. And how, how do you, what's your kind of practice? Because you run an organisation, run a team, you're very visible, putting your ideas out into the world regularly and often what's your relationship with that fear and the vulnerability and to be that way consistently I think for me it's one of the things I'm learning about is confidence in the fear (laughs) does that make sense that that, so basically I find it easy to show up being confident when I'm you know I am confident in my work I'm sometimes confident as a parent (laughs) relatively confident as a friend but I think one of the things for me is the practice has been around kind of learning to be confident in who I am when I'm when I'm off you know when I'm just me when I just want to do something for me you know so for me a lot of the practice has been around well one of the things is really interesting is that having an organization that runs these daily challenges is really helpful <laughs> because it kind of makes you feel like you have to do it so it's kind of being forced <laughs> into that kind of oh yeah actually this stuff really works it's actually really good but also that on those days when it's harder when you know everyone's screaming in the house and that there doesn't feel like there's much creativity to kind of think about a sharing that again I think you know I'm very happy to come on a LinkedIn live and talk about my vulnerability am I as good at it when yesterday when you know someone's saying do you want to come out for a coffee and I'm saying actually no I just want to be on my own (laughs) you know that for me that is the practice it is like remembering to let people in on the more difficult stuff the tricky you know I've yeah I've done this stuff for a long time I'm very happy talking about my mental health and my confidence in myself but it's for me it's that sort of daily practice of then because I've done that because I do it in the public to remember that I can still do it in private and still 
kind of let people in in that way and also making space for my own creativity like and that means making time for me whether that's just going for a walk whether it's doing some writing whether it's reading some new things which as a parent of two very small children and running a business and you know is hard really hard but it's kind of I'm realizing more and more how essential it is even if it is literally five minutes a day if I don't do it I sort of fall off a cliff yeah I I relate to lots of that I think we're similar in that way where there's almost uh I find comfort in sharing with you know kind of boundaried vulnerability because there's a thing for me where I think well that was really painful but it's not gone to waste (laughs) because like now it's out in the world and I've had like 10 people say wow that really helped me or you know that thing of it's like it feels like a gift to share some of that and obviously you learn and grow yourself so you know I think the hard bits are always a gift even though it's really hard to remember that when you're in the trenches but yeah I think for me moving to Sweden has had a really significant impact on my creativity and my mindset and I think that's mainly to do with spending more time outside and being around nature in a way that I just never was before and I think there's something about that that makes these small pockets of time whether it's just 10 minutes to read a book or sketch in my notebook and also like lots of the business stuff that I do feels super creative and exciting it's like that feeds my creative you know whatever that need that I have is to you know like I love making things and starting new things and I've learned to rather than run away and like go start another project somewhere it's like how can we build that within up front like let's start a podcast or let's start a you know we've I've started a new program with our global bond community which today actually every Tuesday we have a 30 minute hot seat where a bit like this where a bonder will show up with a challenge and the others are in the room to kind of listen and support and it's 30 minutes but I just love it like it fills my cup and gives me so much joy and energy and I think on the days where it's too much of the I guess the more very logistical, practical work, you know, it's emails and spreadsheets and numbers, like those are the days where I can feel drained and demotivated. And that's why those moments of taking a walk or listening to a good podcast or connecting with somebody who, you know, can can spark that in you feels even more important. Definitely. I think these kind of, these are the sort of chats that I'm trying to make more time for not always publicly (laughs) but you know that the you know that idea of often like connecting with other women that I'm finding doing really interesting things but also men and non-binary people and all sorts of interesting people that I've met over the last few months but I think I stop doing that when I'm busy I stop I think oh that's the extraneous stuff that you know that stuff can Mm -hmm. wait and actually that is the absolutely important the most important thing (laughs) to keep doing is is the inspirational stuff because that's what keeps you motivated keeps you thinking about what the purpose of what you're doing I think that's often a thing isn't it we leave to the end whereas actually if we put it first everything else gets much easier so centering your inspiration support network like don't wait until you want to quit and you resent everything (laughs) happen it's like oh I'm just not 
feeling this anymore. It's like, well, when was the last time you went to a talk or, you know, took part in a seminar or did something to feed you? You know, I think sometimes I feel like, gosh, I'm just, I would love to go to an event that somebody else had organised. That would be mm. so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we could, I think, I feel like we could talk all day in terms of, how confidence and creativity are connected and where we're both at in our journeys and can how we're thinking about leadership and showing up for ourselves and our team. So it's been a real joy to spend some time this morning with you. I'm going to encourage everybody listening to go to 64millionartist.com and check out the weekly challenge. There's lots of prompts on there, lots of exciting, useful resources that you can have for free and start to implement and if you are an artist a creative if what joe and i have talked about this morning resonates with you we have lots of artists in our community who are on this journey of connecting with their courage their confidence putting their name to their craft in a way that is bold and proud so we would love to have you and yeah thank you so much joe i hope you have a lovely rest of day and i'm looking forward to part two we must talk again soon absolutely thanks so much lauren thank you for tuning in to this week's upfront moment before i say goodbye i want to remind you to follow upfront on instagram and join the other 5,000 women all over the world who get our weekly newsletter go to weareupfront.com to find out more bye friends i'll see you on monday for your next upfront moment